Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Uncensored with Ed Young. If you're a pastor looking for creative sermons, transcripts, and media, visit creativepastors.com. For more leadership handles, follow Ed on social media and check out edyoung.com. We also want to invite you to join us every weekend at Fellowship Church. Visit one of our many locations or even join us online. For locations and experience times, visit fellowshipchurch.com. And now, it's time for the raw and real. This is Leadership Uncensored. I want to talk today in this podcast about creating a climate of critique. Many times, because I'm a pastor, you know, churches kind of do the pushback. They're scared because they feel like, wow, I shouldn't really critique someone. Our problem is, and this can happen in the business world as well, we confuse critique with criticism. Criticism is different than critique. Criticism is tearing someone down. Critique is building someone up. But sometimes in the critiquing process, people call it criticism. But they're people who just flat out cannot take critique. So, so don't let someone call critique criticism when it's truly critique. Whenever you're dealing with staff members or employees, it's vital that you speed up the inevitables or they will slowly torment you. Part of critiquing is seeing who can step up and also part of critiquing is just seeing people who can't really take it and you can't step up to that next level. So when you're critiquing, you're speeding up those inevitables and some people, because you speed them up, aren't going to make it. That's why we never try to hire projects or we never try to say, oh, they're learning and we have to work with them and help them and teach them and train them. Part of that is true. Bottom line is you either get it or you don't. And if you If you don't get it, just speed up the inevitables and move them along. I think in the church world, and whenever you're dealing with with Christian people, people use grace as as an excuse. Grace is a sin solution, someone told me one time, but it's not a leadership solution. It's not. I'm, I'm, I'm all about giving people grace. We need to to give people grace, but you can't call that just a leadership thing. I'm just a graceful leader or everything's about grace because God is not just about grace. God's also about judgment. I mean, the nucleus of him is his holiness. So there has to be, there has to be a balance. So how do you create though, going back to what I want to talk about, how do you create a climate of critique. And I'm talking about real critique. I'm not talking about criticism. I'm not talking about pseudo critique. I'm talking about the real deal. First of all, we need to have, we need to have observation. We need to observe. And I like to say observation without investigation leads to frustration. Secondly, if you, if you don't critique your whole organization is, is, is going to stagnate. What happens to you is when you're in a working environment or a church environment 
you, you have people that that you're friends with, and something tragic can be when you begin to put friendship over leadership. If you put friendship over leadership, you're going to get in, in trouble. So leadership always supersedes friendship. Now, when you're dealing with a friend, you have to tell the friend, hey, I've got my corporate hat on right now. I call it having a good attitude. And we're, we're here's the corporate decision we're making. Or maybe you say, you know what? I have my my friend hat on right now. This is just you and me. We're hanging out, having a good time, whatever. And and sometimes you have this vision hat on. All right, here here's what we're doing. Here's where we're going. So so uh, you're going to have observation, and you need to observe, and you need to critique from that observation. But if you don't, if you don't investigate, which is the tough part of of this whole clinic of critique then your organization or church will never ever get to where to where it should be usually when you are involved in critique questions emerge from critique and i like to say critique emerges from questions as well so questions emerge from critique and critique emerges from questions there there are basically two questions that i've discovered two colossal questions that I've thought about that that are sort of fearful. Um, these 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 questions are, are questions that that leaders are afraid to ask. And the first one is what, what the what question? What are you doing? Sounds simple. Sounds elementary. It's not. What are you doing? You begin to ask. The, the staff, you begin to ask employees, what, what are you doing? It'll take you to some interesting places. Number two, why? Okay, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? What's the why? Why? Is this putting the ball through the net? Is this getting butts in seat? Is this adding to our bottom line? Why? Because whenever you ask a question, you're always seeking knowledge. A-S-K. You're always seeking knowledge. Sometimes when I'm talking to people or sometimes when we're in a critique session, we, we try to use language that's not, that would not be taken in a critical fashion. For example, we might say something like, help me understand. That's, that's a, a good suggestion. Help me understand. Or can I make a suggestion? Help me understand. Can I make a suggestion? Sometimes too, hey, just a thought. That way, when you're critiquing and you're giving advice, you're not just up in their grill and, and they don't feel as, as you know, they, they don't feel as threatened, basically. But critique can lead to fear and, and we can have the fear of, of man and the fear of work. We... We fear what people will think. We fear our boss, our pastor, our CEO, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then also, I think we fear, we fear the work around what the critique will, will cause us to, to do. So, so when you critique, 
you're going to ask questions, and the questions will lead to fear. Um, we have to face the fear, the fear of the question, the fear of the person asking the question, the fear of man, and the fear of work. we got to go, you know what? Because of this, I'm going to bust it. I'm going to grind it out. And and I'm going to and I'm going to uh, really really work and I, I I think especially in the in in the church we have sort of feminized the church and and we've not really been straight and direct with people even volunteers that we should be straight and direct with you know I. I come from an athletic background, and when I would mess up or commit a turnover or whatever, I'd be called out in front of the whole team. I talked to a leader last week. I was out of town speaking, and 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 this leader had played college football, and he said, "You know, if I missed a block or 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 something like that, they would circle me on on." on the screen, on the film in front of everybody and highlight me to show the mistakes I make. I'm not saying we do all that in the church or in your business, but I am saying we have to, we have to uh, talk truth and talk straight to people. When, whenever you critique someone, you have to look and study and critique their reactions. Some people blow up and anger is the easiest emotion anger is the secondary emotion that people have usually the first emotion is the emotion they don't want to feel so they jump to anger and we have certain people we've dealt with whenever we critique them their first go-to emotion is anger and they blow up others we've had throw up i mean they they, they literally get sick they can't take it they end up being they end up in a, in, a, in a corner sucking their thumb. They just throw up. They, they can't deal with it. And we've had people to cycle through our staff here at Fellowship Church who had anger problems, and we worked with them and got them counseling. Some overcame that. Others didn't. The ones who didn't are no longer with us. Some just could not take a critique. They, they literally threw up. They're no longer with us. Some sometimes pout. They just shut up. So you have people to blow up, throw up, shut up. The shut up people are the people that go, you know what? I don't like it. I'm going to take my ball and go home. And they'll pout. And you have to coddle them and help them. Is everything okay? And all of that. Well, they usually don't make it either. Some, though, and these are the ones that you want to hire, they step up. They don't blow up. They don't throw up. They don't shut up. They step up. They go, you know... I hear what you're saying. I did make a mistake, or that is a good suggestion, or a great thought. I am going to take it to a whole nother level, and that is what they do. And those are the people that build great churches and build great companies. Critique. Let me say one final thing. When you have a climate of critique, it will usher in accelerated change excellence, discernment, and preparation like you've never, ever seen before in your organization. So, 
some quick handles, and then I'm going to go. Set a timetable for change. When you critique someone, set a timetable time table for them to change. Number two, always affirm the relationship before the critique. Uh, instead of saying you, you, say I, I feel, I think. Something else, keep it real and be honest. I think that's the third one, I would say. Keep it real and be honest. Speak the truth and love, the Bible says. Also, put yourself in their shoes, in their context. That's uh, paramount. Keep the church at the forefront. I'm talking a lot to pastors. And then pray over it. And then, of course, you have to be careful that you don't morph from being someone who critiques into being critical, which I have to watch for all the time. You have to understand the person's uniqueness, like like their personality type, you know, where they fit on that scale. You've got to model receiving critique and critiquing yourself. And you've got to bring critique to the right people. So, hey, create a climate of critique. You'll be glad that you did. It's something that's not easy, but it's worth it. And that climate will always be comfortably uncomfortable. Thank you for listening to Leadership Uncensored. Check back the 1st and 15th of every month for a brand new episode. If you're a pastor looking for creative sermons, transcripts, and media, visit creativepastors.com. For more leadership handles, follow Ed on social media and check out edyoung.com. If you are looking for a church, we hope to see you at Fellowship Church this weekend. 